everyone, and welcome to Be Still, Be Free, and this is Monica, and it's just me with you today. Um, I am doing a one-on-one interview as part of our Be Enough series, and today I am talking with Logan Wolfram, and a lot of you may be familiar with Logan's name. She was the um, kind of organizer and curator for the Illum Conference, um, which I have gone to a couple times. She's an author, she's a speaker, and she's also a wife and a mom and an everyday woman who is just trying to juggle life and figure out God's call and follow him wherever she is leading. Um, Logan, welcome so much to the podcast. Hey, thanks for having me. We're, You're in one of my favorite places of the country, so I feel like I'm living it through osmosis right now. <laughs> well, just imagine that it was uh, snowy three days ago, and now it's going to be 60 today. So um, God's country is a little bipolar today. I know. It is. But you know what? It's always blue. Yes. I feel like I was in Portland last week and it felt good outside because it's so gray. Yeah. I thought, golly dang, I'm really glad I don't have to take vitamin D in the same way. Well, (laughs) that is so true. I grew up actually in the Pacific Northwest in Washington State. So I, yeah, very, it's very nice to have blue skies nine months of the year and not gray. I know. Great. So anyway, well, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be joining you today. Well, I am thrilled about it. And the reason that um, you specifically just jumped out to our mind is, um, you know, we're doing this series called Be Enough. And we've talked so far about Eve in the Bible and Elizabeth in the Bible and Priscilla and just the different ways that they struggled with either comparing themselves to God or, or trying not to compare themselves to other people or their ministries to other people and just being content with their story and their journey. And I had Right. heard a um, podcast that you were on with Hope Writers, and I'll link to that yes. in the blog so that everyone can go listen to that too. But your whole conversation about kind of the journey that God's had you on lately in the last couple of years, just like it was a neon sign flashing of have Logan on the podcast, because this is such a every woman's story, I feel like. Um, and yeah. I wanted to know if you would just kind of give us a, a few highlights about how you started with the loom and then where God has taken you since then and where you're at right now. It's funny. Um, I actually just before you called, got a text from a gal and she said, are we having a loom this year? And I was like, Nope, we're not. <laughs> she said, when are you having it again? And I was like, I don't really know. Um, so I basically started blogging and um, just mostly to entertain myself, I think in uh, January of 2011 um, I'd done a party for one of my sons, and once upon a time before there was Pinterest, I was like a Pinterest mom, and so I would just do these parties and things and post pictures on Facebook, and um, anyway, so I ended up, like, someone asked me if they could interview me for their blog, and long story short, um, I got a bunch of feedback from it, and I thought, well, golly, if I just wrote this stuff myself and sort of debunked some of these things for people, it would almost be like I could disciple a bunch of people in my home without having to, um, you know, draft everyone like into my house at the same time. Yeah. So um, anyway, so I just ended up um, deciding to blog. And then after I decided to blog, I thought, oh, I should do this. I should learn about it. Because uh, as I told you before we started recording, my husband calls me a technological troglodyte. <laughs> and so um so I just thought, I, I really should learn some things if this is what I'm doing. And so anyway, I um, I decided to go to the conference, which was called Relevant at the time, and mm-hmm. then um, got connected with Sarah May through doing a Bible study on her book. It was, just ended up being this sort of um, 
just series of events that the Lord brought to me into helping with the loom. And, um, and so I, then after I helped Sarah May in 2012, um, do it, doing all of the hospitality and everything. And then the following year, she said she was done. <laughs> and what I'd taken over was basically the gist of it. And so, um, and it just all happened in this very weird and bizarre way. I ended up signing with a literary agent and, um, that I'd met, I thought that I was working with him, um, like as a sponsor. And so then one day he says, I'd really like to sign you. And I said, for what? And he said, well, to write a, a book. And I said, well, about what? And he said, I don't know, but I want to be around when you figure it out. And so, uh, so for anyone who's an author out there that's trying to figure out how to do the thing, I don't know. Like, I cannot tell you. I don't have like a 10 step point of like, how do you do the thing that you want to do? Because I don't know, because I, I didn't set out to do any of these things. And so, um, but I just think that's totally the way that the Lord is, is that you find a place that you, not only are you not enough, you're like clueless. Right. <laughs> and then the Lord asks you to do something and you're like, I don't know what this is. Uh, you know, write a book about what? Um, and then the Lord just shows up in those ways. And so I think the story that I've dealt with so much in my own life is that it's, it's most certainly when I'm not enough, um, that the Lord shows up and reminds me that he is, you know? And so, um, and, and, and then a lot of that just quit comparing myself or feeling, uh, these pressures to, to do all of the things too, you know, on some levels, people then look at it and they say like, Oh, well, you've written a book and you're doing a conference. I have a tickle in my throat. This cannot go well for podcasting. (laughs) It's totally (laughs) fine. You would not. I thought I saw Dolly Parton one time swallow a bug in the middle of a song, and it just really messed up the whole thing. So, um, anyway, all, all of what I was going to say is that um, a lot of a lot of people will look at, you know, thinking, "Oh, well, you've ended up doing this thing," and then people start to compare to that, and you're like, I, "Listen, this is not what we need to be doing." Um, but then I think at the same time is we look at life or we look at ideas or whatever, and we think, oh, that person's arrived. Like mm-hmm. they're at the thing that must be the best. And, um, and I just think that when we ever think we've arrived at anything, um, should be our notification from the Lord that we best be ready to move on. <laughs> because, yes. Um, because I just think, uh, I mean, we just don't arrive. Right. <laughs> we don't arrive until we arrive. At heaven, eternity shore, you know? Yes. When life is just a memory and tears are no more. Like, I think that's just the thing is that um, to realize that we're always in process. And the Lord, I think, wants to continue to show us how he is enough. And so, you know, he gives and takes away. <laughs> well, tell <laughs> Look me. Look at all my singing today. I, listen, we. this is out. such a blessing. We could record an album and then just like sell it, you know, we, we with, could. I would love we could. that. And people will be like, can we take that away from Logan immediately? Because I'm not a singer. <laughs> could we <laughs> give and take away? Um, mm-hmm. Could we give and take away? Yeah. Well, tell me a little bit. Cause um, on the pod, I, I knew that you had kind of put a loom on pause for a little while. I went in 2013 yeah. and 2014. And then I knew you know, that you had put it on pause for a little bit. And then it's like you said, you're just not sure if slash when a loom will come back. And you've written a book, yeah. and I think you're working on your second one, if if Instagram is correct. Yes, um, Instagram is. 
well, which is very exciting. And I do want to ask you about that if there's anything you can share. But like, what was it okay. like to have a loom like at the height of this quote success as far as what people would look at and you having a book out and another book in you somewhere and then just to let that go and be like it sounded like from Hope Riders, you were so content to just let it go that when the Lord said it was time to walk away, you were like, all right, like I'm cool. Like, can you um, yeah. share a little bit about that journey? Yeah, sure. I think, um, the, I mean, the biggest thing is, is that, you know, perceptions in reality are never the same thing. <laughs> True. And so, um, so what people perceive, um, I mean, there's pieces of that that's real, which is why they get the perception in the first place. But then there's pieces that aren't, you know, um, no one considers how much time it takes to put on something like that. Um, and, you know, someone just asked me, what's your other favorite conference? And I was like, I don't know. I really like the one we did. <laughs> um, but I think it takes it takes an inordinate amount of time. I've got two little kids. I have um, an almost 11-year-old and a 7-year-old. And, um, you know, I just don't want to wake up one day and feel like I miss the people that are in front of my face Yeah. Uh, because I was so busy serving the ones that were on the Internet or, you know. And the truth is, Internet friends, some of my Internet friends have become my closest friends in my life now. Um, but I think that it's so important that um, that we're – just kind of always paying attention to, you know, that elusive balance of things. Um, and I was talking, one thing I do want to talk about in my next book is um, it's so interesting how we feel like we're always chasing balance. But the dumb part about it is that if you were to imagine uh, that we're holding these scales of our life, we just start piling on, piling on, piling on things on one side, and we're never taking anything off, Right. you know? And so, so you can't balance something that's in imbalance, you know, like you can't, do it by continuing to add on to the same side. And so, um, so I think that I just want to always be sitting before the Lord to evaluate, like, what is the thing that's out of balance right now? Um, and what do I need to say no to? What do I need to say yes to? Um, and, and I think too, like I said, to realize that it's not like you necessarily ever arrive somewhere. It really takes the pressure off of feeling like that you have, you know, that you're stuck ever. And so I think part of, of, of being enough is feeling like you have this capacity where you can be curious about what God has for you rather than like, Oh, this is your glory day. Don't right. miss it. You know? Um, and so I think that takes the pressure off a lot. Um, when you just realize that what God has for you ahead of you is good. It's for your benefit. Yeah. And so I think it makes it a lot easier to let, let go. Um, or whatever the thing is, you know? Well, and it sounds like to me that um, it was easy. It's easy for you to let go of those things because you, like, in your book, Curious Faith, which is so, so good, and I've underlined and dog-eared so many pages of it, your attitude you. toward God is so, you have such a confidence in Him, and it comes from this, like, you're, you can let go of things because you've taken time in those early foundational years to be still and know that he is God. So when he says yeah. to do something or move in a direction, like you so implicitly trust him. And that's the thing that comes across to me in your podcast. And when I've heard you speak at a loom and through your book is you've got this unshakable faith in who he is. And so you trust him implicitly. And it's very inspiring um, to me. And I think it will be to all of our listeners too, to trust who he says he is because you've taken time to yeah. know him. Well, and I think that that's so important, too. Um, I think a concern that I have about the state of the church right now is that women 
or um, like, you know, please read my book, please buy it. I would love that. Um, but please don't follow me. <laughs> like, please follow <laughs> Jesus because that's who I'm writing about, you know, like, yeah. and I think that what, what we've started doing is we've started like consuming um, other people's perspectives of God, which I think is important. But I think that we've forgotten to sit down and consume the word ourselves. Yes. And so, you know, like that I can give you perspectives and I can give you stories and I can give you whatever that can help make the word come alive to you. But if you're not in the word yourself, then all I'm doing is giving you perspectives and stories and a few scriptures here and there. Like I would just say the reason that I can feel this way is because I'm in the word, you know? And so yes. people will say like, what are you reading right now? And if I've got no time to read a whole lot of stuff, I, I need to be spending it reading my Bible, <laughs> you know, like I need Amen. to be spending it at the one place that's, that's going to give me life. And so, so I do feel that way, but um, make no mistake. I don't think like, Oh, implicitly trusting God means that I feel like everything is happy and hunky dory all the time. Sure. Um, I just know that when it's not, it's going to be okay. Like somehow it's going to be okay. And at some point um, I really had to sit before the Lord and I asked myself the question. Um, and it was really, it was really after I'd written the book before the book came out. And one day I woke up because it was just a really hard year. And um, I woke up and I was like, oh, I've lost my curious faith and the book isn't even out yet. <laughs> and so I was totally freaked out. And I was like, I am a fraud. I am fake. I have written a book about curious faith and I don't even have one. And so I really sat before the Lord and I was like, what do I do? How do I get it back? How do I get this back before it comes out? And I felt like the Lord was like, well, read your own book. Read your own book because I brought you through it. So I did, which is so absurd to think. I read my own book and I thought, oh, good news, good news, <laughs> that helped me. Um, but I really think that I realized that um, that the Lord is just going to show up in all the things. He's going to be there in all the things. Um, and I, I can let it go. Like, I really can just trust that whatever he's doing, he's going to make sense of it. Um, and that doesn't mean that it's going to be easy, but it, it does mean that, I'm not going to be completely broken by it um, to where I can't be repaired. And, and then I even sat before the Lord one day, and I had to ask myself the question, if all the terrible things in my life happened, like if everything that I could possibly imagine that was the worst ever happened to me, would I be okay? Would I be okay? Wow. And I sat there, and I like cried and cried and cried. If my children died, if my husband died, if everyone was gone, if my house burned out, if all the things happened, would I be okay? Mm -hmm. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to say it this way. I would be mad as hell. Sure. I would, I would be so mad. Um, because I'd be so angry that he made me walk through that. Um, but you know, when I read even Job and it says he died an old man full of days, mm -hmm. full of days. And so I just, like, that's the last thing that it says about him. And I think he doesn't ever, he didn't get back the things that he lost. And there's a lot of times we don't get back the things that we lost. Right. Um, but the question becomes, can we be curious about what the fullness of days is going to look like on the other side of the loss that we can't explain? And I just believe that that's who God is, that that's the character of God. And even if all those things happen, I mean, it would be terrible. It would be the worst ever, the worst. And I would be in the doldrums and it would be a mess. Mm -hmm. you know, and I would need everyone to bring me meals for a really long time, <laughs> but like, it, it's going to be okay. You're yeah. going to be okay. Yeah. I love because that. Because the Lord is so faithful. 
He is so faithful. So. That's such an inspiration. And I feel like that's such a brave thing to give yourself time to, to think about and to mull over and to really reflect on and still come to that conclusion. Um, that takes a lot of courage, I think. Because a lot of times we face those fears and we shove them away and just don't allow ourselves. But to fully embrace that is, in order to explore your faith, is really courageous. And and I think part of um, figuring out what does it look like to embrace it, honestly, it almost lets you, um, and I don't know because these things haven't happened to me. Some of them, I mean, I've had some terrible things happen, but but some of them haven't. And so I, I just think part of sitting in that, of like, okay, all the things that are keeping me from doing what God would have me do, what if they happened? Mm. And what what do I believe at the end of the day? Do I believe that God is good and that he is for me? And so, like, for me, at the end of the day, I mean, I do. Right. I do. Wow. So. Okay, I have yeah. two questions okay. for you before I let you go. Um, and okay. they're related to, like, being still and being free. What is, what is what way, one way that God is asking you to be still right now? Oh, um, well, right now he just told me, like, get ready because you're about to not be stillish for a little bit. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, but I will say that um, something that I feel like that the Lord really impressed upon me in the last seven months, like uh, after releasing the book, the first half of this year was pretty insane because the book came out March 1st. Mm-hmm. And my brother got married in China like two weeks before the book came out. Oh, and, that's um, right. I mean. Yeah, it was just nuts. And so I got to about the end of June and just felt like I was barely breathing for the first six months of the year. And I just felt like everything was out of whack. Um, Life just felt very, very, uh, I don't know, just like I was a hamster on a wheel or something. And, um, And so I felt like I was sitting before the Lord, like, Lord, how do I set the things back straight again? How do I get off the wheel Um, so that my priorities are right, you know, all these things. And so a couple of the things that I felt like the Lord told me to do, um, specifically the words, was to be hidden in the mundane. Oh, and I was like, what does that even mean, hidden in the mundane? And, um, and so I just really started praying into it. And I felt like the Lord told me to find joy in the daily things that normally would make me feel um, run over. Yeah. You know, like when you're so busy, when you've got so much going on, I mean, the first thing to go in my house is the laundry. Yeah. <laughs> it, it piles up to, like, proportions where I think, let's just give it all away. Let's give it all away. We can go down to two outfits, you know, like, um, <laughs> and, and then it would be simpler, you know. Um, but th- that piles up. I notice that I have a hard time, like, keeping up with just cooking good dinners. And, you know, when you start to notice those things slipping. And so I felt like the Lord was just like, I want you to be still in those places of repetition Mm. because you don't have to come up with anything new in those. Like it's not requiring anything of you, but repetition. And so I felt like that the Lord actually told me that I can rest in the repetitive rather than be rolled over by it. If that makes sense. I love that. um, Yeah. So I, and it, it really does. Like when I think about it that way, I'm like, you know, when the Bible says to, um, find joy in all things, do everything to the glory of the Lord. And you're like, even the laundry, you know, <laughs> even changing diapers. But there is a certain thing with those that you kind of know what to expect. There's right. really nothing new about it. Right. You know, wash, dry, rinse, repeat. Like, yeah. And so I really have felt like that the Lord has given me a stillness 
in those spaces um, where it, it's just like breathing room. Yeah. Breathing room and in the spaces of things that you've got to do anyway. Oh so. my gosh. I love that. I think everyone can relate to that in some capacity and it gives us new perspective for those things when you're driving back and forth and back and forth and kids and yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, such a great perspective. Um, and what so. is an area in your life that you feel like God has given you freedom in recently that you just feel like you're walking in total freedom? Um, this is going to sound really weird maybe in some ways, <clears throat> but, um, <clears throat> responsibilities um to do what is expected of me at church (laughs) okay Okay. so yeah it sounds really weird so we um over the last dozen years or whatever um we have been in four different churches so and it's all been like we were in one for a really long time it really felt the lord moving us out of it and then we were in another church body that we loved 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 we grew so much god changed so much of my life and i wrote about it um, mm-hmm. in curious faith, but, um, and then we like mo- the, the church changed, the pastor left, like it was one of those things where like everything under the sun about it changes. And so, um, we ended up not being there anymore. And so, um, we ended up going to a church in Spartanburg, South Carolina. I live in Greenville and we, it took us about 25 minutes to get there and we really loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we moved two years ago. And so for about six months, we kept trying to do it, but it was almost a 50 minute drive for us. And I've got little kids and my oldest is like, he's in fifth grade. So he's about to be in the stage of middle school. And so we've had to switch churches again because we're like, this is not even happening in our community. You know, like we're completely in like another city trying to go because of where we moved. And so, um, Anyways, but what it has taught me that has been so interesting is the first time that we ever left a church, uh, I still have precious friends there, but I don't see them anymore. You know, that frequency is gone. Yep. And so um, so in a lot of ways, I lost a lot of relationship there and have had to work to build relationships in other areas. But what I have realized is that, um, like, and I, I obviously am involved in ministries at our church, but I don't feel the need where all of my efforts of kingdom work is happening within the boundaries of what my local church is defining mm-hmm. as um, what I need to do. So, for example, um, and, and I think also that there's a real healthy balance in that because it has given us the freedom to be able to invest in our neighbors and realize that's ministry, yeah. to invest in uh, people in different places. I'm getting ready to start a Bible study at the gym. Wow. So, like, one of the trainers and I were talking, and she was saying about how she's never really done a women's Bible study, but has always wanted to. And I said, you should totally do one here. And she said, um, she was like, yeah, but I would just need to find someone to facilitate it. Like, it would be awesome because it could be worked into the day. And I was like, well, I'll facilitate it. And she was like, the real? Oh, my gosh. So, we're starting a Bible study at Iron Tribe. That's know, in awesome. February. And so, so, I think all of that to say that what I feel a lot of freedom is in is to do what God is asking me to do. Um, it includes being involved in my local church because I totally believe in the power of the local church. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is not to the exclusion of the real life that's happening around me. Um, and that in fact, the more invested we are in the community where we are, the more the things 
that are happening, that we're learning, that we're being challenged to inside of the church are actually going outside of the walls of the church again. And that's what I feel like. Um, yeah. That I just feel a ton of freedom in. So I know it sounds, it sounds kind of weird to say it. <laughs> no. Um, but but that I, I feel like church um, and church bodies, like, we, we just can get sucked into these things. We're having to volunteer and do all these things. I also do not feel um, any pressure to have to be working in children's ministry. <laughs> I just don't. Like, because it's just not where God has called me. And so I, it's just not right now. I Hallelujah. I work in children's ministry every day, people. I have two children living yes. in the house 24-7. <laughs> I am in children's ministry all the time. So, you know, I think it's just important to be able to kind of consider all those things. And we won't know what God is asking us to do if we're not sitting before him ourselves. Right. Yeah. So get back in the word yourself. And so anyway, that was a long answer, but that's my freedom. I love that. I think you've just freed up a whole lot of people too with that, with that answer. Absolutely. So, but, but, but when they need some help, I mean, show up and help, you know? Like, yes. Don't, don't, don't be a jerk about it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, show up, be a part of stuff, but just don't, I, I just think too, if something ever happened and we ever moved or whatever, even moving across town, it felt like our whole life was switched all around, Mm -hmm. but I haven't lost all of my community because I'm not only getting it in one spot anymore. Right. You know, like God is doing different things in different areas. So, Oh my goodness. Well, I love that. I can feel like, I can feel like enough because I'm not trying to be too much. That is so fantastic. I mean, I can hear that freedom in your voice. I can hear it. And I think it's Amazing. Um, so you, your book, Curious Faith, um, is so wonderful, and I'm going to link to that. Do you have a release date for your next book yet, or are you still kind of no. figuring that out? No, it's it's not due till like, the late fall, like, okay. November. Okay. So I, um, I was in Portland last week really starting to outline and kind of map it out, and so um, I haven't even worked it all through with my publisher. I'm still kind of – I'm signed for another book, but I have to do sort of like a mini proposal of like, here's what I think I want to write about. So um, I'm thinking that I kind of want to write about um, making space for others when you're already spread too thin, that that's kind of the the direction that I'm wanting to go. Well, that sounds really great. Uh, We will look forward to hearing more about that as the months and uh, months continue. Um, Logan, Thanks. thank you so much for taking time to talk with us today. And I'm going to make sure that on the post for this episode that we link to your website and social media so people can find cool. you. Um, and it has just been such a treat and such a blessing. So thank you so very much. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. I've loved joining you. And uh, maybe we'll see you in the mountains soon. Oh, girl, you'll see me in the mountains. <laughs> my, my, my favorite place is right up there. Every time we drive, we drive through Cashers. We stop at that darling little Bucks coffee that feels so cozy inside. Yes. It's my favorite place. Yep. And then we come on into Highlands. My kids love getting fudge at Kilwins. I'm telling you, I've spent my whole life coming up to where you live. So <laughs> that it's is my so favorite. Awesome. My favorite. That yeah, is awesome. So, well, anyway. have a wonderful day and a wonderful week, and we will be in touch with you soon. Thanks, Monica. Thanks, Logan. Bye. Well, I hope that you guys enjoyed that conversation with Logan. I knew that you would fall in love with her as much as I did. She's got such an infectious personality and is so vivacious. And um, 
We hope that you enjoyed it. Make sure you go to the blog post, the website, bestillbefree.com to get links to find Logan on social media, to find links to her book um, and the Illum conference in case it comes back in the next year or two or whenever. Uh, You'll want to make sure that you go to that. And as always, we would love to have your iTunes review, not because we want to feel good about ourselves, but because the more ratings and reviews we have, the easier it is for other people to find us and to um, hear everything that we're doing. So thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next week. Bye.